0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides.
1: We are at Flyers Development Camp and we're speaking with the Flyers Head of Development, Riley Armstrong. How are you doing, Riles? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. How's it been kind of grinding it back already here in the middle of the
0: summer? It's like soup outside, but (laughs) you're in the uh, cold hockey rink. Yeah. um, I guess when you you do step outside, it's nice though. It kind of warms you up a little bit, but... It's definitely transferring into the locker room area, too. It gets a little soupy in there as well. But I, I think for the most part, um, the guys are enjoying it. And uh, I think they, uh, they're having a blast here so far. How's the ice been? Has it been fatigued? <laughs> it has been. It has been. They've been doing a good job down there, though, uh, getting the water out on it. We were actually talking about switching back to the Flyers' rink on a couple of our practices to give uh, this side a little break over here at the Phantom side. So uh, maybe that, that'll be in the books for... Uh, Wednesday when we come back and hit the ice after a day off
1: when did you know you wanted to get into development you you, right when you got done playing around 2016 you got into coaching at various levels you coached with the Phantoms as well when did the development side really intrigue you um
0: I think as a coach you you do develop uh you know when I was in the in the ECHL with the Wheeling Nailers and then the Maine Mariners and I think you're constantly you're not really lo- you're you're trying to win games, but at the same time, the only way you win games is by developing and making your players better. Um, and I felt that's kind of what I did when I was in those roles. Um, and at the ECHL level, you're looking for those guys to get American League call ups and stuff like that. So in those in in when I was with those teams, I always felt that it wasn't so much about the wins on the wins and losses. it was My wins was when an ECHL contracted player got called up to the American Hockey League. Um, I felt that I was doing my job in helping players move to the next level. And when I came to Lehigh, um, I kind of took the same approach. Uh, yeah, I want to win games, but at the same time, I, I want to make Tyson Forrester and Bobby Brink and all, all those types of guys better players so they're able to come play for the Flyers and have the Flyers start to win games. Um, and that's the way I kind of saw it. So I, I think working with Danny as well, he's seen me at work and uh, I put a lot of trust in me for sure.
1: Having gone through it yourself, you grinded it through <laughs> the ECHL and the AHL and all that. You certainly can draw back on that. You know what these guys are kind of experiencing. And it's not just physically what they're experiencing, but I think the more important thing is probably where they are mentally. You know, you have this dream to get to the show but you got to go through the steps and you got to learn along the way, right?
0: Yeah, um yeah. There there is a grind portion to it. It's doing something that the that the other guy doesn't want to do. Um and it's it's kind of digging in and just getting to know the guy and seeing if you can push him a little more to get that out of him. Um I feel that's one of my biggest strengths is, is just the relationship part of it of getting to know the player and kind of making, trying to see what I can push out of them or get more out of them. Um, so I, 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 I do think I relate to the players in, in that sense. And also just being a younger guy too um, helps out as well. So um, I just come out and I think they know that I care, um, that I I want them all, you know, whether they're, they're they were just drafted or they're, playing college or junior hockey still, and they're looking for a chance, that I, I will help. I'll help as, uh, in any way I can, whether it's on the ice or away from the rink as well.
1: The, the one thing, too, is getting players to break through walls and barriers that maybe they that are there, but they don't know they can go beyond. Um, you know, there's a lot of trust that comes with that as well. How different are the players now, even to when you played, in, you know, early in your career? Because you have to handle the athletes different now than, than you ever have before
0: yeah <laughs> I don't know i I think you can't sit there and uh give hugs all the time though um I think there's some guys that you you need to crack the whip a little bit on them and then then there are some guys you need to pull the reins on and I think when it when it comes down to it and it's kind of behind the scenes or when you're talking on the phone or you're having a lunch with a guy of just asking them questions that Hockey's not even involved. It's getting to know him as a person. How how did he grow up? Is he the youngest brother? Does he have? Is he the oldest? Is he the middle yeah. child? And I think each kid is kind of uh, built a little bit different within a family. And once you start to kind of dive in and you figure out how their brother and or sisters are, or their mom and dad are, then you can be like, oh, I think I can get more out of this guy. You know, he grew up in this type of a uh, environment, and you know, I think he's being maybe a little bit catered to right now. Um, so. That's where it comes into. I don't. I don't think it's always necessarily about hockey. It's about getting to know the guy away from the rink and really who they are.
1: Yeah, who knew the person is. You know, it's funny because philosophically, I've always been of the belief that with teams, hard on them when they're winning
0: and and hug them when they're losing. Is that is that kind of a philosophy you have? Yeah, you know, you want to keep driving you do. Like yeah. when when I was in Maine as as the head guy there and um you know, we went on some seven-game streaks there where we were winning games and you kind of want to keep driving that because they get complacent. They're like, "Oh, we're good. Yeah. We're going to win tonight." And then when they're when they are losing, you got to build them up, make them yeah. feel better, build that confidence back within them and their game and and try and get them to to play better. Um and uh talking about confidence, I think so many of these kids out here kind of live and die with that um when when they're not feeling it they're really not feeling it and you can tell when when they when they're confident when they walk into the locker room and they present themselves when they walk into the arena um it just translates on onto the ice so i think uh the body language on a lot of kids you can tell you know, in, in the morning where they're at that day.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, and it does. It changes every day, every moment. They're human just like, it's like everybody else. Tyson Forster, um, you saw him quite a bit last year. Um, I mean, to me, he just looks like he's leaning out as well and the maturity in his game. He came up and played some games with the Flyers and really his play away from the puck was really diligent and detailed. What have you seen out of the development of Tyson? I mean, we see the shot. I mean, he yeah. bombs
0: it every time. But what do you seen out of Tyson's development? I think the biggest part and something that Tyson and I worked on while he was uh, in Lehigh was his skating. Um, really getting him into a uh, lower stance and not being so upright, a little more power and pop. I think you can see it when he's skating out here. Once he starts going, his first three strides are getting just that much stronger. So um, more efficient. Yeah, yep. exactly. And I also think it comes with the amount of work he's starting to put into the gym as well. Um, I think that's where it starts for a lot of these guys, and his legs are getting stronger. And I think that's the great thing about it. You're, when, when you're at the draft, you see these kids, right, and they're like 17, 18, they get drafted, and they're so skinny and scrawny, and then you can watch their bodies start to change from yeah. being a teenager to like a man. And I felt that when Tyson was drafted. I watched him at the top prospects game, um, and he, he did look like a little boy at that game, mm-hmm. and then he's drafted, and now you see him. He's starting to change, and I still think he's really young really young 21 years old and he seems like he's like a five-year pro out here already yeah. um so you know i've uh i have a uh, really high hopes for tyson i l- love the kid away from the rink he's awesome he's great with my son and, and my family as well and um and all the fans there in lehigh i know there's tons of uh, young phantoms players there growing up mm-hmm. that have the Forster jersey so um you know he's he's definitely created that atmosphere around him with uh just loving coming to the rink you watch him out here he's always smiling Mm -hmm. loves to score goals and I think that just spreads you know through the whole group yeah it's it's he looks like he's having fun and damn it this is
1: supposed to be fun right (laughs) it is
0: you got that right like (laughs) why be out there you know missed off yeah like he he's out there from the moment he steps on the ice he's He's chirping me, he's chirping other guys, he's hitting me, he's hitting other... Like, he he truly enjoys being a hockey player and being on the ice.
1: Yeah, I I mean, the shot is what he was drafted on, but the other elements of the game what needs to come along. Let's talk about Elliot uh, Denoye, because he's a fifth-round draft pick. When you find something in the fifth round that's good, but he not only looked like he really fit in with you guys last year, but he provided some offensive pop maybe that you weren't expecting maybe he wasn't even expecting it but i imagine that that has shot his confidence through the roof and he's having a good summer and then gonna come in and really push in camp yeah um
0: geez he broke the rookie uh goal record mm-hmm. for the phantoms uh this year um again young kid um i wouldn't even i think a fifth round that's a steal right yeah. like uh i think it's a great pick um from all of his details he is the smartest, probably the smartest player away from the puck or knowing where to go to get the puck. Um, He's working on his foot speed, he's working on that next step, I think it'll help him be an NHL centerman. Um, And then he needs to work on his face-offs. And I think that comes with experience. I remember when uh, Bergeron and Crosby broke into the league, they all, you go back and listen, I need to work on my face-offs, I need to work on my face-offs. And I think that some, Elliott's a very smart, intelligent player. and. I know he's going to work on his face-offs, and he's going to get stronger and be able to compete in the circle with the National League guys. So, um, you know, I, I, he's, he's hands down. He's great to work with. He's fun, too. Mm-hmm. I think the, the group that uh, Brent has drafted with uh, Chuck and now with Danny, like you see these kids out here, like they're, they're hockey players.
1: You know, the thing about him, too, you can tell he's the product of a coach's son
0: yeah (laughs)
1: and and like he like you see that with Noah Cates last year you look at him I go that is so obviously the son of a coach and there's nothing a coach head coach assistant coach anything likes more than a detailed
0: responsible and honest player yes exactly and that's what Elliot is he's a 200 foot player I know people all say well I'm a 200 foot centerman I'm a 200 foot defenseman he truly is a 200 foot centerman um I think uh I, I do think that uh, in the near future here, I think he's going to get probably more games at the NHL level. But I also think that it's good for him to also play, you know, hopefully with the Phantoms as well and continue to build off that rookie year he had and get more confidence, more points, be, in, uh, be put in spots where he has to win the faceoff in the last 30 seconds of a game when we're winning a goal. Um, or maybe he's, he's out on the ice to score that goal. At, at the end of the yeah. game too and put him in those scenarios that gives him the experience to come and play up here with the Flyers.
1: Yeah and play heavy minutes too. Uh, let me ask you about you know in talking to Ian LaPierre I've known him for a long time back to when he was playing and now that he's moved into coaching you know Lappy he is you know a nice guy and all that but he's got non-negotiables. Oh yeah. And you know fitness is obviously one of them for him and he's still as fit as can be probably more so than when he was a player. What are your non-negotiables?
0: um in in the role I'm in yeah um i would say giving up on giving up on something um uh, you know there's there's some stuff that i have uh that i learned from my mom my mom's a figure skating coach and now she coaches a lot of uh kids in Saskatoon how to skate um i have some tough skating drills and it's when you quit on the drill and everybody wants to work on things that they're good at yeah That's no one fun. no one wants to work on things that you're not good at mm-hmm. and then when you start to do it you quit on it because you're not good at it. Those are the areas that you need to get better in your game, whether it's skating, shooting, handling a puck, and getting putting them in uncomfortable spots. But I don't want them to quit. You never quit. We'll keep going rep after rep after rep until you get it. Um, and when someone quits on me, I don't, I don't take that. We're going to push them
1: through yeah. it. Uh, you know, that's funny because... When you, when players are doing those drills and developing skills, you want them to feel uncomfortable, don't you? Because you're never going to break through a wall if you never push yourself beyond your comfort zone, physically your comfort yes. zone. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. You know, whether that's on the ice, it's in the gym, or in, in your life. Um, geez, I know my wife puts me out of my comfort zone all the time, and, you know, it, it, it makes you a better person. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really does. So, um, you know, that's something that's uh, non-negotiable for me, and it was when I was growing up you know, when I was out uh, working on my game uh, with my mom skating and then with my dad just doing stuff like you just keep working at it until you uh-huh. get it. And it's it's a mindset that you need to develop. Yeah. I remember telling players like,
1: I, I know you're not very good at this and it sucks <laughs> to have to do it, but trust me, it'll pay dividends. Yeah. What, what did the figure skating, I mean, I imagine the edge work of figure skating is something that you take into your coaching. How has that helped you? Because. I mean that is a different you know muscle memory and all that but that can only help you in hockey yeah
0: i uh i started figure skating in grade three and i figure skated till grade 10. Uh, my mom was my coach and um, it was definitely something a strength that i had being on my edges um doing that and that's something that i've now brought into the coaching aspect you know with tyson you getting a lower knee bend ankle bend in that flexion in in uh in his ankle and through his knee and his hip and creating that you get a little more pop on your stride as well being in that uh position um but i think overall like people think it's boring but then all of a sudden you get in a game and you're and then you see the kid you know come out of a turn or yeah. hammer edge work and he comes out, out of the corner and he still has the puck on a stick and he didn't fall down you're like you yeah. know that's a pat on the back this like he's grabbing it he's understanding it and and, um, you know, even though sometimes, yeah, it can be boring. It can be. but uh, You yeah, bet what it pays dividends in a game, but you get into the net. Does. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're driving wide on the D-man, and sometimes, you know, you fall over when you're driving wide and you slide into the goalie. Yeah. You know, now you're driving back and you're scoring goals. Yeah. And I think that can be the difference, you know, scoring five goals or scoring ten. And you like, see the light bulb go off in their head too. They're <laughs> like, oh, okay,
1: that's why all that stuff that I didn't like doing. Yeah. That's why I, why we did it.
0: Yeah, and then when when you're out there, it can get boring, and that's where I have to get creative too. Mm-hmm. How can I make it enjoyable for the guys? Like That's why I try and add a lot of pucks in to yeah. my edge work. So you're doing the edge work, but you're stick counting at the same time. So your brain's like, I'm doing this, it's like doing a bag skate. But if you do a bag skate with pucks and you're shooting pucks, then the player doesn't even know he's getting skated. Yeah, But if you have no that. puck, then he's, he's like, what, what is this? Oh.
1: I always say that, condition them when they don't know they're being conditioned.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And then all of a sudden we're doing edge work for 30 minutes and they've had a puck on their stick and yeah. They had thought it was the best thing ever.
1: Yeah. Because so, <laughs> they can't, you know, players can't stay away from the pucks. It's like a moth to a <laughs> flame.
0: Oh, even at seven years old, yep. I throw the pucks out with my little guys and uh, with my son and his team, and right away, boom, ripping pucks all over the rink, you know, like yeah. they just gravitate to it. Just not help Yeah. <laughs> Coach just said,
1: don't touch any of the pucks. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You shouldn't have put them on the ice then. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, what's it been like, you know, this thing with Danny and Keith Jones and there's such a fresh start here and a fresh feel and developing so many young players, and you're going to have a huge hand in that. That's got to be incredibly exciting to, to be able to take these raw lumps of clay and mold them into NHL players. I imagine that just gets you, get you going.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, you know, I've known Danny now for five or six years, and uh, I, think, I think his mind for the game... He he's always very um, thoughtful in what he's doing. I don't think he's ever doing a a knee-jerk reaction and being like, oh, we got to do this. He he thinks about all of his moves. He thinks about, you know, what the plan's going to be and what the vision is. So when you get into a room with him and you're sitting down and you're able to discuss, you know, a player that's out here or a player that's with the Phantoms, um, we have really good conversations. And I think that's kind of where our relationship started was – not only you know talking about hockey, but then all of a sudden I'm asking them questions about life. Yeah. Um, like, what what did you do in this scenario away from the rink, or how how did you raise your sons and this kind of stuff? You yeah. know. So you know it takes a, a new level. But you see Danny around the rink right here. Uh, you see Jonesy around the rink, and the the energy that they bring, like the vibe around here is completely different. Yeah. You know, and it's it even down there in the locker room, like. I remember coming to camps the last couple of years and, you know, the music's not up and it's, it's kind of like eerie in there. Yeah. Now it's like guys are talking, laughing, having fun. Like everyone's really enjoying coming to
1: the rink and coming to work. And that's a big thing. And, I, and the other thing that's sitting down there in that locker room with them and out there on the ice is opportunity for so many guys. Like so many, so many guys are, oh, I just needed an opportunity. Well, it's there. So yeah. it, it, now it's up to you what you do
0: with it. And that was the message here. Uh, Torts came in, had a quick little message for the guys uh, on our opening day. Mm -hmm. And he pretty much had that message right there. There's an opportunity here, and it's how you present yourself when you walk into the rink every day, when you walk into this facility. Um, it's it's what you do as a person how you hold your body your body language and then it's uh, what you do on the ice he's like there's an opportunity for everybody and this is your time
1: yeah that's a good message too nobody can leave here saying they didn't get an opportunity exactly um, best of luck I've I really enjoyed the conversation we're gonna have to talk again because I have a thousand other questions to ask for you sure. I know you're busy <laughs> and you gotta get the dogs up but yeah. I appreciate it Ralph awesome thank you very much